Movies That Molded Me is a movie ranking game show where each player chooses three movies from a genre, theme, or actor. Then we rate each movie from zero to five. The player whose movie gets the most points wins the game. And in the process, we create a list of the top five movies for each episode. These are the movies that molded me. Welcome back. It's that time again. That's right. Talking about those movies that molded you. And it's the one and only faux game show where I win consistently and Chris always is scratching (laughs) at my heels. Um, (laughs) If you just listened to our our previous episode, you got to hear Dax's voice there. That's his laugh. Um, He's back with us once again. And we're actually recording in a block schedule where we've, we've just got done recording 1984 movies, moving into animated movies so we brought our list for best animated movies and this is actually a category that dax chose he said if i'm going to be on this podcast we're going to do the year of my birth and animated movies i mean the dude is not a control freak at all but he does know a lot about (laughs) movies so we we had him on i am I, i am a narcissist though (laughs) <laughs> oh, so, <yay>. <laughs> <laughs> you'll fit right in so um <laughs> so we um so yeah so we just got done re- recording 1984 gonna do anime movies i'm actually pretty excited about this i mean I, we've this is an ode to my wife who always chooses a cartoon whenever we do some, I was some say, movie. You're excited about this? I'm like, this but, is my but, show. But there's pretty good ones, and I feel like my list may be so different from the rest of you guys' of what actually molded me that I would think is good. Maybe one is a major overlap that I'm going to go, and that's why I get to go second. Um, I won the last one, and with the new rules, if, since we're recording two episodes in one night, uh, we get to, the winner of the last episode gets to choose the order of the next episode instead of doing paper scissors rock twice um so elizabeth we get to go first in this episode for animated movies uh, followed by myself uh chris because he needs it more than dax does and then (laughs) dax bringing up the rear so yeah without any further ado elizabeth what is your number three all-time animated movie um i am going with disney's robin hood from 1973 here's the thing guys i know that the disney animated movies from the 1970s get a lot of crap because they reused a lot of their shots but that's actually why i loved all of the animated movies from the 1970s that disney put out including robin hood it's on my list today because of all of those disney movies from the 70s um this one was my favorite uh i loved the idea (laughs) of the princess being able to fight. (laughs) I know it's sort of not supposed to be that way. Like she's not necessarily portrayed that way, but she still like wanted to fight her. When you say the princess, do you mean Maid Marian? Yes. Maid Marian. Sorry. Okay. She, she was a princess in my mind. She had a flowy headpiece and a pink dress. So, I mean, her dad's the king, right? I mean, that's how the whole thing is. Right. But she was kind of, I don't think so. I don't think her dad's the king. Is he? I think it's like an uncle or something. I'm pretty sure. I mean, they're they're all animals. Either way, I Maid Marian was a fox. Yeah, <laughs> they, they were multiple foxes. Legitimately a fox. <laughs> also falling in love with a fox, so it worked with my brain. <laughs> um, and so, like, I don't no know, pig I, on I, frog action. 
Nope, no pig on frog action in this one. I, I, I just I just liked it and um I liked the different accents of the different characters. <laughs> they're all in the same forest, but they all sound like they're from different parts of the world and I loved that. Um yeah, and of all the Disney movies, this one my brother had us watch most often too. So shout out to my brother Mark, who um if he if he was picking the movie, we were watching this one. Uh Disney wise. Oh, and I'm giving it a five. There we go. Okay. All right. Robin Hood gets a five from Elizabeth. Uh, Omar, what do you think about Robin Hood? I don't remember Robin Hood Men in Tights being animated, but it's a pretty good movie. (laughs) Um, No. Okay. Very funny. uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It it didn't mold me. Um, It's not my favorite Disney movie. It's not a horrible i get i get it i I get the whole animation thing she's talking about we've i think you've played uh this before maybe in disney movies Uh, shout uh throwback um and i'm gonna be generous with this one it's one of those uh (laughs) 2.8 so generous almost 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 a three i mean apparently three is good for a movie i mean that's what i've been told it didn't mold me so if it didn't mold you and you get a three i guess you're doing good in this in this game show Hilarious. Okay. All right. Dax, uh, what do you think about Robin Hood? Um, Robin Hood was, uh, I, I actually owned all of the clamshell white box case uh, VHS tapes of these Disney movies all the way back to, you know, Snow White in 37. I had everything going forward. Uh, I watched all of these movies a ton. They were on constant rotation as a kid. This one, it stood out to me because it's one of the few that music is prominent, but it's not a musical. And they did a really good job. You kind of forget that some of these Disney movies are not big song pieces, but the music is so big and sweeping. They're using huge orchestras. It feels big, even though it's not quite uh, Lady and the Tramp or some of the more modern Disney movies that we think about. Um, uh, I love this movie. I think it's so much fun. The, the opening little whistle song it's just so yep. catchy yep there it oh, is there it Iconic. Okay. <laughs> uh chris just went into a cavern to do that i think uh <laughs> um i i would i've watched this movie recently uh, i showed it to my son who's 10 um and then i think i watched it again on my own after that because i do really enjoy it um one of my favorite things about this movie's reputation now is there's an entire contingency of grown women that are in love with a sexy fox. Like Seriously? There's literally there are Tumblr pages dedicated to I'm in love with Fox Robin Hood. Uh, this may be my favorite Robin Hood movie of all the Robin Hood movies that exist. Uh, I love it. Uh, I for sure even more than Prince of Thieves. Oh my gosh, Prince of Thieves! <laughs> I, that's a whole that's a whole episode. I could break that movie down and then uh, th- I'll th- throw it throw it in the trash and we'll go home. Uh, I love this movie. Four point five. All right. Nice. Uh, and I am the one that played this on the Disney movies, by the way. And I fucking love this movie so much. Um, directed by Wolfgang Reitherman, who also, uh, directed, uh, I believe the jungle book, um, a bunch sword and sword in the stone. Yeah. Um, Aristocats, I believe a couple others, uh, some of the, some of the yeah. most iconic ones for sure. 
It was great. And actually, a lot of these characters in this movie are recycled from the Jungle Book now that I'm thinking about it. Yep. Uh, you have Baloo as uh, Little John, uh, you know, so, so all these characters make a comeback. Um, it's so charming and it, it's just so much fun. Uh, like Dax said, the music is very memorable. Uh, even if it's just a simple, you know, uh, song about Nottingham or whatever, it's, it's really good. And, uh, I can't give this movie any less than a 4.5 as well. Great, great Sweet. pick, Elizabeth. Thanks. Uh, that means that Robin Hood is going to get a 16.8 on the gray scale. Very, very nice start. Omar, you're up. What do you got? I'm up. I'm up. Yay. So this, uh, I'm going I'm to stay Disney. Um, I have one Disney movie, and this is actually why I wanted to go second, because I figured this would not be on the list by the time I got around to, to if I'm going last. But uh, Aladdin, 1992. Uh, it is the best hands-down Disney movie uh animated movie they made like the whole i mean the character robin williams played as the genie like i mean it should have just been called the genie i mean it, they basically <laughs> they they redid animation to, to like fit like what he was saying because they just let him kind of ad-lib his character um the live action you know recently will smith although will smith is uh, an acting god as well. It was just just trash, you know. In in comparison, because you had <laughs> agreed, because because you have you have like like perfection, you know. Why mess with it? And I mean, the story of of Aladdin falling in love with the princess, you know, and like winning her over and winning over the father, which was the bigger deal and stuff. So it's 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 a classic movie. I'm not, um, I don't have a long list of animation animated movies, but this is one of the ones that like I don't think I. I've played it before, but when somebody else played it, I'm like, holy shit, why didn't I play it? Because, I mean, it, I mean, as far as Disney goes, it, it is, in my opinion, um, their best. I mean, they've modeled other, like, the idea of, like, having a big name actor and, and modeling that around, like, um, like, the rest of the show around that. Like, that was, like, I think the first time that Disney did something like that, and I think they, like, tried to do it again, and it hasn't really worked. But, anyway, uh, Five on the gray scale or on the whatever wow. scale we have now. <laughs> uh, I think it can safely still be called uh, the, the gray scale. I don't, I don't see anything wrong with that unless anybody objects. Uh, but uh, okay, cool. Uh, Omar gives Aladdin a five on the gray scale. Dax, what do you think about Aladdin? Um, it is. It's totally iconic. The songs really work. Uh, it, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to call it this cause I think it's what it is, but I'm also giving Omar a little bit of shit. It's totally a rom-com for sure. I mean, and that's, that's <laughs> that, it's, it's not something that uh, Disney typically does. They typically do pretty straightforward romance, beauty and the beast, stuff like that, where it's, there's comedic side characters, but between the two main characters, it's pretty, pretty funny. I mean, Robin Williams is hilarious, but the whole movie is really funny. Um, I think it's really good. Uh, I'd put it on and watch it tonight and enjoy it. Uh, I can give it four, four uh, points for sure. Okay. All right. Dax is going to give it four points. Elizabeth, what do you think about Aladdin? I've never seen it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 1.5. <laughs> I'm going to give this one a four. I remember going to see this in theaters, and I'm fairly certain we we went to see this in theaters because of Robin Williams, and I'm fairly certain it was because my dad was like, Robin Williams is a voice? We're going to see this. Um, yeah. 
So yeah, it was it was a great movie. Um, I'm giving it a four. Yeah, um, I, I think that's a good choice. Uh, Aladdin is an absolute classic. I don't think it gets any better as far as Disney cartoons go uh, than this movie. It's brilliant. Uh, Dax is shaking his head no. Um, and maybe he has one that's better, but uh, man, I'll tell you what. This one is one that I definitely owned. I actually remember I had a neighbor and I had the opportunity to buy something at the store and I knew that she would covet this Aladdin VHS if I bought it. And so that's why I chose to buy that because uh, it was just that sought after. You know, everyone had to own it. You had to quote it all the time. It was so good. And Robin Williams is absolutely magic in this movie. Uh, and so I can't give it any less than a five. So good job on that, Omar. Um, that means Aladdin's going to end up with 18 points on the grayscale. Actually, a winner. Well, you know, it's funny because looking at the, the I, I've got my list pulled up from our Disney uh, episode. It got 18.6 points uh, on that one. Uh, and Robin Hood only got 13.4 points on that episode. So I think it's kind of it's kind of interesting to see how these movies are playing out uh, as we're seeing them come up again. So it's kind of interesting. Uh, that's going to bring us to my movie. Uh, and I am going to play... A 1993 stop motion picture. Uh, I'm talking about Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, as far as animated movies go, I'm not super huge on animated movies, but this one was uh, a whole lot of fun. I loved the dark elements of it. Uh, of course, uh, the plot of the movie is that the Pumpkin King, uh, Jack Skellington, he's kind of bored with Halloween Town, which is where he lives with all the ghouls and goblins and whatnot. And one day he like stumbles upon uh, where you know Christmas is located, and uh, he becomes obsessed with presenting uh, Christmas to uh, everybody back in Halloween Town. Uh, in the process of all this, Santa Claus ends up getting abducted uh, by a big boogeyman, uh, but Jack ends up saving the day uh, and ends up finding love with Sally. Uh, and of course, the true meaning of Christmas is revealed. And it's just a really cool movie. Uh, the the music is fantastic. Danny Elfman uh, did the music in this, and I, I love Danny Elfman's scores. Um, he does a lot more movies than people think. A lot of people associate him just with Tim Burton, but he he's done so many scores that you just wouldn't even think about uh and i think he's absolutely brilliant um you know on top of the fact that oingo boingo was a great band but uh anyway um you know some of the voices of course are danny elfman he does the singing voice for jack uh chris saran and Catherine o'hara uh it's just got a great cast and uh it's it's a fantastic movie uh, and i really like it and i would give this movie a 4.5 on the grayscale what do you all think about nightmare before christmas um, I have not seen this movie because it's a scary one. So 1.5. That was pretty quick. Um, and I, I have not seen this either, Chris. I'm sorry to tell you that. Um, so that's 1.5 for me as well. Um, I know that's blasphemy that like I've heard lots of everybody's like there's a whole like fandom behind uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. I think my kids have asked to see it maybe um, once or twice. But I don't even think they've seen it yet either. No, so. not yet. You, you got to stop sheltering your kids from this greatness. It's so good. They're going to end up on a movie podcast one day and they're going to always say, I haven't seen it. My parents wouldn't let me watch it. <laughs> it's so good. I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> My mom's okay with her decisions. I'm okay with mine. <laughs> no, I believe you, Chris. Like I'm, it's one of those things like if it was on and 
I wasn't doing anything. I would sit down and watch it because I feel like I need to, but I have not seen it. So I don't know that the magic will work for an adult seeing it for the first time. Maybe. I don't know. Dax, what do you think about Nightmare Before Christmas? Uh, I saw this movie in 93 when it came out in theaters, probably opening weekend. Um, I grew up very much loving, you know, a, uh, a horror comedy, a uh, horror movie made for kids, Teen Wolf, Teen Witch, all of the sort of like occult anything, any anyone's a vampire I'm in. So this movie definitely appealed to me as far as aesthetic goes. Um, I love musicals. Um, I saw it again as this, when in theaters when it came out on the anniversary. I think it was the 15-year anniversary. Um, I worked for Hot Topic for a few years, and it was everything to Hot Topic kids. And I yeah, sold probably more Hot Topic product uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas than like Harry Potter or any other brand. Uh, I hate this movie. I think it is awful. <laughs> I I hated it the day I watched it. I hated everything about it. Um, I don't like the that music. Was a brilliant setup, by the way. Brilliant. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you don't was. like the music. I don't like the music. I think the songs are clunky. The lyrics are just don't work. Uh, nothing about this movie is good to me. I don't like the love story. I don't like. A, a single thing about it. I don't like the animation style. I don't like any of the movies in this animation style, Corpse Bride, Coraline, all that stuff. Uh, it doesn't work for me. I hate it. Uh, what's the lowest score I can give it? <laughs> I, I, you can wow. give it a zero. I, I will give it a zero then. Oh my God. Wow. 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 Chris, do, do you need a minute, Chris? Do you, need a minute? Do you guys need to... I can't believe what I'm hearing right now. Like I get not liking a movie, but a zero, like not even for there. There's nothing redeeming about the movie at all that you would give it a point. If it was, if it was on and I was walking by, I would go turn the TV off. (laughs) So that way I didn't have to hear it. Wow. I am absolutely in shock right now. His review is making me question whether or not you need to watch it at all. (laughs) You need to watch it. I mean, I don't know. Dak says no. (laughs) <laughs> it's, well, it's not for, look he's comparing it to corpse bride and but all this shit I'll, like i don't I, like i, haven't, corpse I bride. haven't seen those movies either i haven't seen any of those because you haven't seen it? i hated this one so much i didn't watch the following ones oh, really that's so crazy yes. you haven't seen Coraline? nope because of this i hated that this, wow. this that much you don't I like stop go motion then oh i'm fine with stop motion so like, uh, what's the? I forget that I can't think of the one off the top of my head. What's the British one that's like the so Wallace famous? And Gromit? Uh, yes, fans, the beautiful movies, really funny, works really well. I love those things, but yeah, it's this I just can't do. I I, I grew up with the, uh, you know, the the uh, Rankin Bass movies of Christmas that are stop motion. I love stop motion. I think it's really cool. I'll remember not to play Isle of Dogs or Fantastic Mr. Fox on our Wes Anderson uh, <laughs> uh, episode. I mean, that's pretty fascinating. I feel like as as much as like Dax has seen movies and talk can talk about like any movie to to get a zero is impressive, Chris. I mean, I think <laughs> this is only you should, you should get extra points for oh that. Oh my god. This is only the second zero ever on this show. Oh, there were, the, there the two, other one being There were two in one episode. 
Oh, were there really? Yeah, Omar came Chomps back. He, 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 he retaliated with his own zero right after. <laughs> okay, so the third zero ever on this show. Wow. I just can't even believe this. Yeah, sorry, sir. Okay, well, Nightmare Before Christmas is going to get a paltry 7.5 wow. that, on the grayscale. That, just, that may be the lowest score ever. I can't believe that. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm fairly certain All I got right. a four once. <laughs> so, Dax, what's your number three overall? Um, I had a really hard time with animated. I love so many animated movies, but a lot of them uh, have a really similar value to me as far as like score or time period and when I watch them and what they mean to me. So I'm going to do this all a little bit different because movies that molded me is tough for animation for me because I would have picked 37 movies that molded me in animation. <laughs> so I had to go outside of that a little bit and say, which ones have the impact, which ones maybe have a little bit more, uh, a unique quality to it just to Did you use the rubric at all. Uh, use rubric. <laughs> of course I always use the rubric, uh, in just my normal life every day before I met you guys. So, uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, it's going to be a little bit different. Uh, my list for sure. Uh, I tried to pick one in three different categories. Um, this is my number three. It is 1999's uh, South Park, bigger, longer, and uncut. <laughs> wow! I'm I'm not I'm not worried about my total score here. I'm I'm not playing to win. I am playing to Clearly. talk about movies I love. Um, <laughs> this move this movie is nominated for an Oscar for best song for Blame Canada. Um, Shut your fucking face, yeah, Uncle Fucker. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Trey, Trey and Matt Stone uh, are the creators of South Park. They made this movie. They went to the Oscars in J Lo style dresses. And right. they were also tripping on acid. So, uh, nice. so if you see, go watch the interview, everyone's going, Hey guys, uh, great to have you here. What, so what's with the dresses? And they go, it's just a really magical night. Everyone. We're just so happy to be here. Uh, it's just a magical night. And they just keep repeating, uh, everything they're making fun of Hollywood. Uh, and that's kind of what this movie does. Uh, there's so many really good lines in it. Uh, this was also the first time that South Park was able to be rated R because Comedy Central at the time wouldn't let certain language in. Now that they can kind of get away with almost anything on South Park today, but back then it was really exciting to see the kids say fuck for the first time without it being edited. Uh, and then the music was always in South Park. There was fun songs. Mr. Hank and the Christmas Pooh uh, had his uh, song, I think, in like the second episode. Um, but this is full Broadway musical numbers. I mean, this is really fantastic music. It's very funny. It plays really quick. I mean, it's an hour, 21-minute movie. Uh, I think it's great. Uh, the, the, also, the double entendre of Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. Uh, having, you know, everyone on the radio and TV having to say bigger, longer and uncut <laughs> is hilarious. Uh, you know, David Letterman has to say it on NBC. You know, it's just a weird period for everything. It's so much fun. I, I think it's great. Um, I'm, I'm going to give it I'm going to give it a four point five. It's not the best movie of all time. Um and it's not my very favorite, but I, like I said, I'm, I'm going kind of outside the box because I couldn't do, I couldn't narrow down just the ones that molded me uh, the most. But this one for sure molded me. South Park was big in my life when I was a kid. Uh, I think it's, I think it's totally worth a watch. So wow, 
Okay. I know that one surprised me too, honestly. Well, Elizabeth, have you seen this one? No, I have not. <laughs> I've never gotten into South Park of all the adult animated cartoon TV shows out there slash movies. I have not gotten into South Park. So, Sorry, Dax. Sorry, Amanda. Yeah. So 1.5 from you. <laughs> uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, it's a good movie. I, I wouldn't say it's like motability. It wouldn't be on any of my lists, I don't think. But it's, uh, I mean, there for a while, South Park was, was king. And, oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. It, and I mean, I think they're still putting out episodes for all I know. Um, I, but um, yeah, they are. Uh, I, it was great. I mean, it was a lot of fun. I'll put it that way. I don't know if I'll go as say a great movie. It was a lot of fun. Um, we can have a three. Okay. All right. Um, I definitely saw this movie and at the time I was a good little Christian boy. And so it was just a bit too much for me, especially the part <laughs> where Satan and Saddam Hussein were fucking each other. That part's pretty, that part's pretty funny though. I mean, uh, <laughs> I know uh, sa- it's, uh, sa- Satan is uh, essentially he's the, he's the bitch in the relationship and uh, Saddam is the daddy. And uh, that's pretty hilarious to me. Oh my God! Why do you treat me this way, Saddam? <laughs> it's actually it's actually brilliant, is what it is. It is. And uh, yeah, Trey Parker and Matt Stone are are fucking heroes. I love the fact that they do not give a fuck about anyone's feelings. They don't side with anyone. They don't protect anybody from being made fun of. They are equal opportunity uh, trolls and I fucking love them. I think they're great. And the fact that they, you know, then went on to go do, um, you know, the, the uh, Mormon book of Mormon, uh, you know, yes. Like so fucking cool. And I I hope that they do many, many more. Um, I think this movie is great. I would give it a four on the grayscale, even though you gave me a fucking zero uh, (laughs) on the, on, on mine. I cannot believe that, but Okay. Uh, so that means that uh, this movie is going to get a 13 on the grayscale. Lucky number 13. All right. So what is that? You have the numbers there, Chris, if, if you want to. Okay. So for round one, it looks like Aladdin is in first place with 18 points, followed by Robin Hood with 16.8. Uh, South Park in third place, followed by Nightmare Before Christmas <laughs> with only 7.5 points on the motherfucking grayscale. <laughs> that was like really hard to say you didn't even you didn't even say you need uh, to get used to saying followed by nightmare before christmas you can just <laughs> put that in your head i don't want to get used to saying that because i think it's horrible <laughs> all right babe what's your number one or number two i guess we're moving on I, i'm gonna on go list. with number two first <laughs> all right so who does number I'm two kind of, work for <laughs> <laughs> i'm kind of in the same boat as dax in that clearly i love animated movies i've watched tons and tons and tons of them so what I'm actually going to do this time is pick one from every studio that I love, mm-hmm. <laughs> like my top from every studio. That's what I just have to do. So I'm going with 2010 Despicable Me, put out by Illusion Studios, uh, starring um, Steve Carell, Jason Segal, Russell Brand, Will Arnett, Julie Andrews, Kristen Wiig. The list goes on and on. Um, I loved this movie it was one of Illusion's first, I think maybe the first movie that they put out. Um, and I loved it because of the storyline. A bad guy becoming good because he just, he adopts three girls by accident. <laughs> and um, the, it, it brought um, 
a cool take on adoption that you don't you don't it's not a typical storyline that you see especially in animated movies but they were starting to you know branch out into different styles of families at that point in time um and of course the minions are just hilarious so um yeah and i love steve carell and his voice choice his his choice of accent in this one hilarious and listening to julie andrews talk about being steve carell's character's mother Gru's mother um you need to listen to her interviews because she's like it's just not her like the character is not julie andrews and she's like this is terrible how would a mother why would a mother say this to their child and she's saying this in the middle of her like trying to say her lines uh but anyway love this movie i'm giving it a five it's it is that great and oh one other just side note it came out um the year before our second daughter was born and when our second daughter learned how to walk she looked like a minion when she walked she had this little bounce she i don't know (laughs) if it was that she didn't pop her knees right or her ankles i don't know but she did this little bounce and she has this round head and she was my little minion and she even said apple like the minions when she first started saying apple she said bapple so anyway shout out to my daughter charlotte because she's my little minion all right so I guess that uh, is me then on Despicable yes. Me. Um, strong choice. It's a good movie. Uh, I I've seen it a handful of times. Our kids like it. Um, like all of those go you know, get blasted on repeat, and then they have the Minions like you know franchise of movies afterwards and all that different stuff. They just keep making more and more uh, uh, Despicable Me or Minion movies. Um, and they're all like great, and that's the thing is like you know I sit down and 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 there is that heart tug of like you know the bad guy, the evil guy who's um, you know has a soft side for these kids, you know, and the kids change him, you know, and th- through the movie. So um, I mean, it's got some some layers. It's you know like like an ogre. Um, I, I, I I I give it a three point eight. On the gray scale. All right. Uh, and Dax, what do you think about Despicable Me? Uh, I remember seeing it in theaters, being uh, really excited. I like Steve Carell a lot. I think he's an interesting actor that kind of is a little underrated. Uh, and this was one of the first times he got to show that he can really be a character as opposed to just the guy from The Office or Anchorman or whatever kind of real just comedy heavy things he's actually acting in this movie and i i like i like that a lot about him um it's an interesting movie um it is one of those ones where it felt like it was the first um uh, answer to pixar um even Mm -hmm. even the the little even the little girl in the movie basically looks like boo from monsters inc uh yep it feels very much like they're trying to catch up to Pixar uh, animation studios and that they're, they're parodying it a little bit without being of that exact style. Uh, they're putting a real story into it a little bit more heart than maybe had been or, uh, and it's also not based on a classic fairy tale, the same way that Disney was doing fairy tales updated. Uh, I think it's really funny. The kids are really cute. Uh, I don't, love the minions long term uh i think that they're a cute kid device but uh i don't think that they actually help the movie uh progress anything but it is i mean it works it makes sense it's not out of place um 
it didn't mold me for sure. Um, I was a little bit older watching it, of course, but uh, it just didn't catch my fancy the same way that some of the other ones do. Uh, I'm going to give it, uh, I have to probably give it about a three. That's fair. Okay. I haven't seen this movie. Um, so I can only give it a 1.5. That means that Despicable Me is going to get a 13.3 on that grayscale. I'm wondering if you've seen this movie, Chris, actually, for my number two overall. Um, this may be a surprise to you, babe, but I was going through the list, and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy about it. I thought it was a great movie I saw in theater in uh, 2007. Uh, this is an animated movie. It stars uh, our good friend Jerry Seinfeld and Renee Zellweger, uh, Matthew Broderick, oh. uh, and it's the B-movie. Um, it's one of the first like animated movies I really, really liked as far as like the new, like, I mean, Aladdin's 1992, you know, I'm growing up, but it's like, I was an adult in 2007 and, um, you know, at this point Seinfeld had been off the air for a handful of years and it's like, I think what Jerry's like first movie and it's an animated movie or something like that. And I'm, you know, if I'm wrong on that, Dax will, I'm sure correct me. Um, but I remember it was a really big deal and it lived up to expectations. One of those things that like a lot of times when you go to a movie, you end up getting kind of let down. And I thought it was like better than I expected. Um, as far as just like, I mean, I don't know if the storyline is just like, it's, it's a bee who doesn't fit in with the rest of his hive, you know, but then like kind of has like this weird like relationship with like a human and like has this whole like life outside of the hive where he comes into his own becomes his own like like be you know like 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 it's finding your identity if you don't fit in sort of message throughout throughout the movie which was uh, was they was really powerful and um one of those ones at the very end you leaves you feeling feeling great um and uh yeah i it's weird though i I'm not going to give it a five, though. I'll give it a 4.5. Okay. So you know how Dax just, like, built up and built up and built up the Nightmare Before Christmas and then gave it a zero? <laughs> <laughs> this is how I feel about the B-movie. Really? I'm, I'm surprised you put it on there, but I hate this movie. Wow. I hate the storyline. <laughs> like, I hate that these bees. like, the whole point of the story is that he didn't fit in, but in the end, he goes back to fitting in. Because well, he's, he's he realizes still, that the world himself, needs bees. Yeah, yeah, they do. He realizes that the world needs bees. <laughs> so it's like, I bees. hate my life. <laughs> I I don't like where what I have to be because I'm a bee. I'm going to do other things and I'm going to convince all the other bees to stop being bees. Oh, wait, the world needs bees. Like, I don't, I don't like it. I'm sorry. I hate this movie. I will give you a two, though, um, because... It, it the animation side of things and the way they created the different characters and the different bees and animating a, the hive was very interesting. But um, but he did cha- he did movie. change the entire hive though. Like yeah, the world needs bees, but they didn't have to like <laughs> operate the same way they're operating every day. You know, not, he still had this whole life outside of the hive. But. Only he did though. Everybody else went back to doing the same thing. only jerry's special okay jerry was the only Only special jerry is special he's the only special b i'm sorry i appreciate that you put this on your list but i hated the movie all right keep going (laughs) so i guess that's chris Chris, what is your uh opinion of have you seen the b movie 
I have never even heard of this movie. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah, and I like look. I liked Jerry Seinfeld in the '90s. I, when he, when he's doing a show about nothing, he kills. I imagine that if this is his first movie, which I find that really hard to believe. Would you say 2006? Seven. 2007. That would be pretty interesting. But uh, either way, I mean, I've just never heard of it, so I'm sorry. I can't. I can't really give you anything except for the 1.5. Interesting. So, Dax, what did you think of the B movie? Um, I was a huge, huge Seinfeld fan, huge Seinfeld of his comedy, but I also really liked the show. Um, this is actually written by him, Jerry and Spike Ferriston, who is a, uh, a, one of the main writers on the Seinfeld show. Uh, this is, is right out of the gate for him. It's the first big thing Seinfeld does at the end of the, the, uh, series Everyone wants to know what he's going to do next. And he says, I'm making an animated movie about bees. Uh, it's called The Bee Movie, which sounds like it's a B movie, like a lesser right, than yeah. A-list movie. And I think they're right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it has an am- amazing cast. Jerry Seinfeld, Renee Zellweger, Matthew Broderick, Patrick Warburton, John Goodman, Chris Rock, Kathy Bates, Barry Levinson, Larry King, Ray Liotta, Sting, Oprah Winfrey, Mega Mullally, Rip Torn. Like, it's crazy, the people that are in this. Um, and I just don't know what anyone was thinking. I have no clue <laughs> why this got made. Uh, the I don't know if you remember this. There was a, uh, a, a trailer for the movie, a teaser. And the teaser is Jerry in a full bee suit. And they're floating around yes. on wires. They're floating on wires. He's trying to go into a window ledge. And Steven Spielberg walks up and is like, Jerry, what are you doing? He's like, make it animated. And he's like, okay, I guess you're right. And he goes, it's going to be an animated picture, everybody. And they strike the set. And all of a sudden, it's the trailer for the animation. Like Jerry was supposed to do some live action B movie, which is so fu- fucking funny. It's so weird. <laughs> that was my favorite part of the movie was that trailer. Um, <laughs> I, I I think that the you know the voice work is fine outside of Jerry. Uh, he does not know what he's doing. He does not know how to be anyone but Jerry Seinfeld, and that's all he what? can do in this. It's very true. Yeah, what's the deal with these bees? Um, and so I don't know. I just, uh, I, I've, I watched it once in theaters. I've seen it again, you know, whether it was school or with kids or, you know, whatever in life, uh, it still baffles me. So, uh, I'm going to be as nice as I can on this. I'm going to give it a 1.5 based on, it wasn't a a zero. (laughs) Yeah. You're going to give this movie a 1.5 and you gave Nightmare Before Christmas a fucking zero. It gets it gets a one for acting. I cause I could justify all my scores. Omar can't justify his point threes any day of the week, <laughs> but I can tell you why I did mine. One for acting and point five for the animation. I don't think the animation is very original. Uh some of the flying around is nice. It's cool that they tried it. It's a little clunky. It doesn't quite work. It's not super smooth. It's pre Pixar sort of animation. I think this movie would have looked a lot better if it was that style, but it's also the early days of everything is digital now, as opposed to cells and things like that. Uh, it's just, it just is, it's a little bit out of time as far as being able to be really kind of maybe great or better than it was. So I'm sorry, 1.5. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. Enough. That means Fair that enough. the B movie is going to get 9.5 on the grayscale. It's Fo- actually followed by <laughs> Night Night Before Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was that was crucial right there. That was fantastic. I knew I was going to hate recording this episode, but (laughs) I didn't realize how much until (laughs) just now. Um, (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, my God. All Uh, right. So (laughs) my next movie, all right, is it's a banger of a movie. 1967, The Jungle Book. Uh, Wolfgang Reitherman. Uh, Of course, like we've already talked about, inspiration uh, for many animators, animators. uh, you know, and characters for later Disney cartoons, such as tailspin and whatnot. Uh, Walt Disney's last production for his death. Um, it's just such a great movie and I love it so much. The songs are great. They're memorable. Um, Baloo is so much fun and so lovely. The, you know, even Ka, the snake is funny and the vultures are great. Um, it's just such what are you gonna do? a wonderful movie. I love it so much. And I'm going to give it a five on the gray scale. All right. Not I bad, like not it. bad. Uh, Dax, what do you think? What do you think of that choice? The Jungle Book. Have you seen it? Uh, <laughs> Jungle Book, yes. <laughs> I've seen it. Uh, I don't think anyone's going to pick anything I haven't seen on this uh, this category. I love this movie. I think it's really fun. Uh, uh, again, like we were talking about earlier, it's one of the big musicals. Uh, songs are really great. It's really fun. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's one of those periods of Disney where... They were not just uh, a household name, but they're the biggest name in theme parks. They're buying property. They're uh, everywhere. They're opening Disney stores and malls. They're huge. And uh, it really reflects that. I mean, it's a full marketing machine push behind it. It is a huge movie when it comes out um, around the same time as some of the others, like uh, like Aladdin, like um, um, Little Mermaid, things like that. Uh just really great period for Disney. They're kind of in a sweet spot and there's kind of no competition at this point. Uh, I think it's great. I, uh, I probably give it a, a really solid four. All right. Not bad. Not bad, babe. Yeah. This movie, I remember watching as a kid. I did like it. This one scared me though. Talking about scary mm-hmm. movies and because of the fire, <laughs> like yeah. I didn't want any of the animals to die. Yeah. And that fire was fantastic. Like it was fantastically animated. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, but that fire scared me. Uh, but yeah, the music is great in this. I love the score. Uh, you get the song stuck in your head. Uh, I'm going to give it a 4.5. Very nice. Taking half a point Very away nice. for the fire scaring me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, I, I can't be quite you, as ge- I can't be quite as generous. I mean, I, I but it's a classic. Um, it, it's not it's no Aladdin, uh, but uh, I mean, I think what did I give um, Robin Hood? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Wait, two point eight. All right, <laughs> I'll give Jungle Book a three point five. That's better than what you gave it on the Disney episode. What so I gave good. it on the Disney episode. <laughs> I'm not going to say. <laughs> <laughs> that means that Jungle Book is going to get a 17 on the grayscale. Nice. There you go, Chris. All there right. Now I th- I f- I'm starting to feel a little bit better. I've been over here depressed since Dax gave me a zero. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been why I feel a little generous with the 3.5 too i'm like you know Chris has no <laughs> chance this episode <laughs> you, you gave it a three by the way on the last oh, okay 
that I feel like I'm, I'm <laughs> still not too far. I'm off. still in the ballpark. Yeah. <laughs> There's some integrity in my points. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what is that? That I guess brings us back to Dax. to Dax. Yeah. What is your number two, Dax? Um, like I said, I had a hard time, so I'm trying to think out of the box a little bit. Um, I'm going to go with a little bit more of a modern one. It, it's not super modern. Uh, I loved this book, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Oh, so, yeah. That's a great one. That was It was one of those things where you, you, you knew the book as a kid. Uh, it was one of the most like kind of inventive sort of stories from that period. Uh, but you just didn't know how they'd make it into a movie. How's it going to work? How do they adapt this? You know, it's one of those like 20 page books. It's super thin, skinny. How are they going to do it? Uh, and the way that they did it was they hired, you know, some of the best voice actors out there right now um, that are not actual voice actors. They are actual just actors and comedians. Um, Andy Samberg, Bill Hader, Anna Ferris, a weird, odd feature of Mr. T is in this. Uh, Neil Patrick, oh, yeah. <laughs> Neil, Neil Patrick Harris, Lauren Graham, Will Forte, Al Roker is in this. Bruce Campbell, uh, Benjamin Bratt is a good list of actors and kind of odd choices. Um, I Bill Hader is really great in this. Uh, Andy Samberg in a really small part is is fun. I think all the characters are really well developed. But my favorite thing about this was it was the it was directed by Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Uh, I knew them, first of all, from a weird MTV TV show called Clone High uh, about uh, a bunch of clones of famous people. They grew up and now they're in high school. And the theme song says, now they're sexy teens. They're going to make it if they try. Uh, (laughs) And it's the weirdest jokey sitcom it lasted one season and i was like that's my favorite show like how does this exist it's so for me then they make this and it's the exact same sort of feel it's so funny it's a little obtuse um it's really uh well written the timing is really impeccable in this movie uh uh bill is the lead character um and uh Flint Lockwood, and he has really manic movements. He's very animated, Flint no pun Lockwood. intended. And uh, I, I think it's just, it totally works. It has a lot of heart. His relationship with his father is really sweet. Uh, he has a weird sidekick dog that has a voice box that can speak. Uh, it's a monkey. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It's a monkey. This is so funny. Uh, it feels like a little sidekick dog, though. Like, it's just talking monkey running around with the voice box. And You're thinking of up. Thoughts. Yeah, maybe. Um, and <laughs> I think, I think it's really funny. I think the animation is really cool. It's very colorful, um, creates a weather system that creates food. So it's raining spaghetti. It's raining ice cream. It's raining any food you can program into being there. Uh, the crux of the downfall of the movie is, uh, the mayor of the town wants to, uh, bring everyone into the town. So he programs the machine to uh, essentially overload unbeknownst to him. Uh, they ask him what he put in the, uh, <laughs> in, in to be made and everyone's been making, you know, like I said, ice cream, things like that. And he put in a Vegas style buffet was what he chose for it to make, which is weird. And it cracks me up. So 
Uh, yeah, I, I love this movie. I watched it again this week uh, just to double check uh, my pick and make sure I could talk about it a little better. Because uh, it has been a little bit since I watched it, but I've watched it with my son a bunch of times. He loves it. It works for adults. It works for kids. Uh, 4.5. All right. I know we own this movie, but Elizabeth, uh, where would you rank it? Yeah, I I'm gonna give it a four. It is one of my one of our son's favorite movies. He will pick this one if we tell him to get a DVD to watch in the car. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I I love it. It's so um, eccentric. I like the style of animation as well. They don't it's people, but they don't make it super realistic. It's very like right. you, like you said, like very animated, like very stylized. Um, I love it. And funny, funny story. I don't know. Uh, we know a guy who looks exactly like the Flint Lockwood character. Like as soon as I saw him, I was like, Josh, you look just like Flint Lockwood. <laughs> I, like, I know. I've heard that before. <laughs> so, yeah. That's great. So, yeah, I'm giving it a four. Right on. It's pretty good score. Pretty good score. I mean, I'm trying to think what I'm going to rank this because I've definitely like seen it. Um, it's not a bad movie, but it doesn't do anything for me. Um, it's not one that like, I mean, it's, it's gets played often, like she said in our house. And it's not one that like, I have to like run, away, run out of the room screening like my little ponies. Or anything like that. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, so, it, um, and I didn't realize like, um, the character list, like the voice actors, like that they had, I mean, mm-hmm. those are some of like, uh, some of my favorite, like, um, comedians and stuff and some of those things that they've made, like, uh, hot rod and things like that. Um, so, uh, I'll give it a three. Okay. And I have not seen this movie, so it's going to be a 1.5 for me. Uh, I do remember the book, and I remember liking the book when I was a kid. It was yeah. a fun book. I mean, anytime there's a chance of raining delicious food down from the heavens, I'm all game. Uh, that sounds great <laughs> to me. whole pile of uh, freaking meatballs to go eat. Heck yeah. <laughs> there's a restaurant in the movie that they build after uh, he starts doing this that's just essentially called no roof and you go in and just eat whatever falls from the sky onto your table it's pretty good yeah it's it it's a fancy restaurant too yeah <laughs> so that means that cloudy with a chance of meatballs is going to get 13 on the gray scale do you want me to uh recap round two real quick why don't you all right, so for round two, Jungle Book was in the lead with 17 points, followed by Despicable Me with 13.3, then Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs with 13, and then in last place for round two is B-Movie with 9.5 points. Not a strong round scale. for me in that one. Not strong at all. <laughs> all right, we got, we, got, we got one more round here, um, and, and we're starting back up with my lovely wife, Elizabeth. So what yeah. is your number one of all time animated movie? And uh, I know it can't be, okay. it can't be, uh, well, I guess it'd be Pixar at this point. Cause you've done illusion and you've done, um, Disney. So Disney. Yeah. So this is where, this is where I'm like, ugh, it's just a toss up because there is Pixar, but there's also, um, DreamWorks, which I haven't mentioned at all. Mm. Um, and I have, honestly, I don't really like DreamWorks movies all that much. Um, so what are some examples um, of DreamWorks? Wally. How to Train Your Dragon. Isn't Wally DreamWorks? Nope, that's no. Pixar. Uh-huh. Hmm. Um, How to Train Your Dragon is their famous one. Shrek. They did all the Shrek oh, movies. Okay, all right. Um, but we'll talk about that in honorable mentions. So I am actually going to go with the Pixar movie. I decided. We're going to go with 2003's Finding Nemo, and it wasn't really one. I, 
Okay, so computer animation came out was when I was in high school. It wasn't something that, like, fully computer animated m- movies came out yeah. when I was in high school. And so this one obviously wasn't one that was out when I was in school. But what I loved was how much the, an artist could create on a computer, especially water. Because at that point, um, you know, you'd had The Little Mermaid. You'd had... You, you've had... Um, some other, I can't think of other ones right off the top of my head right this second, where they've tried to animate water and it's never looked right. And here they go finding Nemo and they're like, every scene is in the water, some kind of water. And there was, they, the number of scenes with different types of water, <laughs> it just, it blew my mind. And I know, I mean, that's just one aspect of the movie itself, but the storyline I really liked too, just the idea of a scared father letting his son get out into the world was great. Um, and I, I like, yeah, I just loved it. I, I loved the movie. So I, I'm going to give it a five. Finding Nemo. Man, it's another one's good choice babe but i i don't know i think even like some of the sequels are as good as the original maybe like even the finding dory and all that finding stuff, so. dory was yeah. yeah i mean that was its only sequel really and that really was hilarious but yeah so i, I mean I, I would even say it might even be better but i don't know like uh give it a three <laughs> all right um i've actually seen finding nemo hey. and i've actually seen finding dory uh Ooh. these are I don't know how I've seen them. I want to say like kids on like the last day of school or something are like, Hey, put on, you know, something on Netflix. Hey, let's watch finding Nemo or whatever. I'm pretty sure that's how it happened. Um, and I thought finding Nemo was, was all right. Um, but I absolutely hate Ellen DeGeneres with a passion. I think she is the worst person one of the worst people on planet earth. I can't stand That's her fair. voice. Um, and so if you could take Ellen DeGeneres out of this movie, I would give it a whole point higher. Uh, I'm going to have to give it a three. What I find funny is that she hates kids and she's in a kid's movie that like an iconic kid's you know, movie. That's what what I think the most funny. famous. Yeah. yeah. I think she, she hates, hates everyone but herself. I mean, you're not wrong, but you're not wrong. She's a horrible she's person. She's known. She's known for hating kids. She hates having kids on her show yeah. when she had her show. But anyway, Ugh. go ahead, Dax. Um, I, I saw this in theaters. What, uh, wasn't she like person of the year or something? You guys are horrible people. <laughs> <laughs> that was Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. Uh, Worst I person lo- of the year. I, I grew up with Ellen's comedy. I, I mean, I knew her as a stand-up. I watched her her TV show. Uh, where she came out and it was a huge deal. I loved that show. Um, I'm a massive Albert Brooks fan from really early on. He is incredibly talented. He's one of my very favorite. He's a couple of my very favorite characters on the Simpsons. Uh, the voice work in this is, is really great. Uh, as much as Ellen is not my favorite person, she takes me out of the movie a little bit. Uh, you know, she's doing a good job. She's, she believe her is this fish. She's not completely just Ellen. She's not pulling a Seinfeld in this movie. Uh, and, uh, and, and it, it totally works. The, you know, the story is very sweet. There's a lot of heart. Uh, when Albert Brooks realizes that he's losing his, kid he is re- actually sad i mean you feel the Panics. loss loss of a kid with a parent and um i think the other 
animated underwater one that you're thinking of from the time period is uh uh was the shark one shark's tail oh well shark's tail yeah do you, just yeah. like the underwater animation that's thing. a will smith one yeah yeah pixar yeah. pixar did a thing that all of those other animation studios that are doing digital can't do and it's they have depth to it to everything yes. that they do there's natural shading built into it and it, it really is beautiful and the lighting was incredible yeah, uh, all of that stuff, all the technical aspects of that are really great. The fish swimming through feels a lot like uh, watching like The Lion King for the first time, where it's just all of the animals coming together. There's something about animals and nature that are, it's magical. It's, it's something that just, you can't reproduce it, and uh, it's a really cool movie. And having said that, I'm going to give it a zero. Yeah, right, and I, and I hate it. Uh <laughs> It, it did. It didn't. It didn't mold me. Uh, it's. It's not my. Fa- it's not my favorite of Pixar, but it's. It's. It is. absolutely great. Uh, Three point five. All right. Okay. It's not a zero. <laughs> that means that Finding Nemo is going to get fourteen point five points on the grayscale. Good job. All right. I should probably go safe with my number one after my last round, but I am going <laughs> to stick to you know, the true movie that molded me. And it's funny because I'm going up the list, and I would definitely still have this set my number one. You can fight me if you don't think it's animated, um, but we're going with Who Framed Roger Rabbit in 1980. <laughs> I don't know what do I, have? I don't know why I have 88 on there. 1988. That's that's when it came out. Um, this is one of the ones that I saw way too young. Um, <laughs> but it was really good, and um, you know, director Robert Zemeckis, Christopher Lloyd's in this, Bob Hoskins. Um, you, you know what else Robert Zemeckis directed, right? Oh, come on, here we got to say it. it once back episode, to the future, <laughs> once an episode. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so, and Christopher Lloyd, right? Isn't like a that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah so. he's in there. Yeah. So anyway, that, I, did that, I did that for you. So I better get some extra points for that. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, all I have to say about this movie, if, if anything else, is Jessica Rabbit. Uh, first time I've ever had a crush on anything animated. I like I was feeling things that I didn't know I could feel for a cartoon when I saw this. Um, and was it your Was it your first crush on a rabbit? No, she she's not a rabbit. Yeah, she's a human. She's a, she's a, I'm she's, just kidding. She's a, okay. <laughs> um, no, no. Uh, uh, Babs from Space Jam was my first crush on her. Oh, before, okay, okay, be, okay. Before they made her dress like like with all the extra clothing. Um, anyway. mine was my, mine was Bugs. I, I, I had to crush on Bugs. <laughs> I hated Bugs. <laughs> Asshole. Um, but no, I mean, I, I still like when I go knocking on a door. Sometimes I'm still like. I can still remember that scene where uh, in the bar where uh, Roger's hiding from uh, whatever tune killer is trying to ca- catch him or whatever, and, and like that's how he was trying to find uh, Not Roger. The dip. <laughs> he was just like w- walk around on the wall, like knocking, and it was like Roger's had to knock back, you know. And so, um, I mean, the plot is it, it just interesting. It's like a tune hating detective. Uh, is uh, Cartoon Rabbit's only hope to prove his innocence when he's accused of murder. So it's it's kind of like you know crime drama sort of thing, but all in uh, tune fashion. It's kind of like got a little bit of both in there. So I don't know if anyone wants to push back on me, want to fight me with this, but um, it it definitely molded me. And I'm giving it a five. Why are you doing an honorable mention in the middle of the show? <laughs> <laughs> because I, because I lost in round two. 
<laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so uh, we'll, uh, I, I, just and, and and bringing up the rear was what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, the previous An animated ep- movie. Yeah, but previous uh, previous episode we pulled back the curtain a little bit. I'm gonna pull it back again. We had a discussion before this of what qualifies as an animated movie. Uh, the qualifier was it has to exist within an animated world, even if there are live action humans in it. Uh, this did not qualify, but I'm, Omar, we're gonna give it to you. It's your number one. I, I have no reason to fight you on this. I I, I like that you're talking about it, and I know that. Uh, animation is not your uh, sweet spot and so to have something like this i think go for it so what do you give it it's like a 0. 0.5 probably <laughs> 0. 0.5 yeah it's better than better than a zero i take it I, 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 jesus it, christ i uh I, I you know the direction and the the production of the movie is really interesting uh it's a noir movie based with essentially disney characters that aren't disney characters um I know that a lot of people love this. It's a cult classic. Um, you know, actors are doing good work. I don't like the tone of this movie. I don't like the pace. Uh, I, I, there's, I've seen it a couple of times. I saw it uh, when it came out. Uh, it's, it's just not my jam. Uh, you would have been better off with a space jam uh, for me. <laughs> and it would have qualified as an animated movie. Uh, so, I don't, you know, it's, it's whatever. Uh, yeah, 0. 0.5. <laughs> I'll take it. Wow. I'll, I'll take my point five. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, I guess that's uh, Elizabeth. What, what are you giving it? <laughs> okay. I have I have seen, seen it? it. Okay. I have, but I did not like it. Um, I'm giving it a two. <laughs> <laughs> You're Fair so enough. nice, Elizabeth. I know. <laughs> so generous. But I'm giving it a two. <laughs> Wow. All right. Uh, we got Robert Zemeckis, Chris, uh, Christopher Lloyd. You know, we got to get some some uh, Back to Future love here on this thing. Well, um, I hate to say it, Omar, but uh, I actually love this movie. And, uh, and, and, and uh, Dax, I'm so glad you're here, Dax. Dax, I'm so glad you're here. I, I really do love this. I think it's great. Um, I, I don't even care. It's almost like. <laughs> what? It's almost like a weird Dick Tracy movie or something. That's you exactly know, like, yes, it is. It's, a, it's, yeah. a, it's yeah. a noir, a noir detective movie with animation. It's so weird. Yeah, it's super yeah. weird, and that's one of the reasons I like it so much. Uh, I can't really say anything negative about the the film. I think Roger Rabbit is absolutely hilarious. Um, I think there's a lot of really funny scenes with the tunes interacting with the live action. <laughs> um, I think christopher lloyd is absolutely terrifying as someone who just like destroys these tunes you know with with the dip um <laughs> it's so much fun uh i'd give the movie a four actually wow. i mean it, it's pretty good like i i'm you guys can hate on it and i'm okay with that because i felt like i was at least honest with myself like there was probably some stronger ones I could have played, like, you know, B-movie again. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Just double up. <laughs> well, this one did better than B-movie, at least. So 11.5 <laughs> on the grayscale. Yeah. Uh, I'll take it. Yeah. So my movie uh, is, it was actually very surprising to me uh, how much this movie impacted me whenever I watched it. Um, 
you all know I don't really care for animated stuff very much, um, and especially newer animated stuff. Uh, it's just not you know anything I really care to watch, and I probably need to get out of that mentality because uh, you know a movie like this comes along that has so much heart and uh, culture uh, ingrained into it, and it's just an absolutely beautiful film about the importance of family. And I'm talking about 2017's Fast Coco. and Furious. Oh, okay. <laughs> Vin Diesel starring uh, Coco. Family um, is always his family. <laughs> and uh, anyhow, um, you know, Coco's essentially about uh, this young boy who's forbidden to be a musician, and um, in his pursuit of being able to play guitar and stuff, he actually ends up uh, on Day of the Dead, which in um, you know Hispanic culture uh, is a day when loved ones can return uh, to Earth to to visit their you know family and stuff via uh, the ofrenda or uh, like an altar that's set up in a house with a picture uh, of the loved one. And uh, anyhow, uh, Miguel, this little musician, uh, ends up going to the land of the dead and he's actually dying while he's there. uh, And he has to, of course, uh, get back, but he's not leaving until he gets the blessing of his uh, great, 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 great grandfather um, in order to become a musician. Well, there's a lot of stuff that happens and I'm not going to give it away, but essentially, uh, you know, Miguel realizes that family is more important than everything. And once he realizes that his family, uh, of course, decides to let him pursue his passion of music and it's beautiful. Um, and there's so much really cool, um, Hispanic, but specifically Mexican culture that's ingrained in this movie. That's just, uh, it's fantastic. You have really, uh, famous people like Frida Kahlo makes an appearance, um, you know, it, it's, it's really nice and, uh, I, I can't recommend it enough. And I give, uh, Coco a five on the grayscale. I love it so much. If I had seen it when it came out in 2017, it probably would have made, you know, my, my top, uh, end of year list, but I didn't see it until later. So the last time this movie was played, I can't remember which show it was on, but I hadn't seen it yet. And I will say, because of Chris's recommendation, I have since seen it, and I'm going to give it a four. I have to take one point away because I, it didn't mold me as as much. However, I loved this movie. The lighting, first of all, the way mm. they created the Day of the Dead, or the, the Place of the Dead, with the yeah. lights. Of the lights alone. Like, I feel the same way about the lights in this movie as I do the water in Finding Nemo. <laughs> like, yeah, it's beautiful. It's incredible. And the soundtrack is fantastic. Love the soundtrack. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. That little so, kid's yeah. got such a great voice. <laughs> oh, such a great voice. Such a great voice. I love it. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm giving this movie a four. Did you, whenever you watched this movie, did you watch it in Spanish or uh, in English? In English, because I don't know enough Spanish to follow the storyline. I wonder if the songs are the same. Uh, are the songs mostly in Spanish? Uh-huh. Okay, okay. So the songs are probably still the same then. Probably. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the main one where he sings on the stage is in English, though. I don't know if I can score it. Have So, because I saw the beginning of it, and then I saw the end of it. And I didn't watch any of the middle. But, like, I could tell it was a good movie, but by like you know like kind of the heartstrings stuff at the end like um but i don't so i don't know if i can score it if i if i what would you score it if uh if you you know I mean, if it's we a said good, you could. It's, it's a good movie but it's not, it's not so you know like i mean 
the highest I would be able to score it would be three, probably. It's like in that category. So I'll give it like I a think, two point seven. If I if think I, if you haven't seen it fully, then I think it's a one point five. That's my okay. opinion. That's, I, that's as fair. much as I want the the points, I think that that's only fair. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch it all the way through, but I do remember like it's it's been played more than once in our house since since you watched yeah. Ray Babe. I feel like the kids the kids liked yes, it a it lot, has. so it's like, and so I've I've definitely seen parts of it, and I've I've sat down and watched the end of it a couple times now, but I and so I know the movie, but no, I, I haven't seen it. So. And Mama Coco is so sweet. Yes. <laughs> so one point five. Yep. Dax. Um, I, uh, I saw this a month ago last, I saw it last month on my own, not for the episode, uh, recently got, uh, Disney plus. And so I have the, uh, access to, uh, some movies that I just missed throughout my life. Um, I, uh, I think it's a really interesting movie. I, uh, I really, you were talking, we're talking about lighting before I, it reminds me of candlelight. You know, it's very dark mm-hmm. movie, but it feels like candlelight. And candles are so important to uh, culture and to Catholicism and all of that stuff. Everyone lights a candle on the Day of the Dead. There's uh, yeah. skulls with candles built into them. Uh, it's a really uh, beautifully, like, created uh, movie. Um, I uh, I don't think it's my favorite of Pixar. I mean, it's somewhere in the middle for me uh i think that it's an important movie though and the reason i think it's so important is uh especially with an animated movie especially in today and especially even even it's only four years old but four years ago we still lived in a very different time in hollywood and to do a predominantly hispanic latin culture movie and to actually get hispanic latin culture actors especially when it's just voice acting i think that's really important i think it should be heralded um it's gonna get an extra half a point for me for that uh so i'm gonna give it a 3.5 all right that means that coco is going to end up with 14 points on the grayscale i'll take it i like that. not bad yeah that's good and I did forget to mention just real quick, um, you know, one of the main actors that was in this movie is a huge Mexican actor, Gael Garcia Bernal, uh, who's been in like a million movies. And he's fantastic. He's so good. Yeah, he's he's fucking brilliant. Um, his performances in like Y Tu Mamá Tambien, uh, mm-hmm. you know, are just uh, so good. Anyway. He's in a he's in a Science of Sleep, the uh, yeah. follow up director from a, um, what's the. Eternal Sunshine with the Spotless Mind. Really right. cool movie. Really interesting. I could almost put that under animated because it's so uh, it's so an interesting movie. He's, he's a really cool guy. All right. Well, and it's your final number one to wrap up the game. So bring it on strong. It's uh, been some low scores. So I think you have a possibility to like maybe like bring this one home if you can hit it, hit it out of the park. Um, I am. I went with. Um, Kind of like we're talking about a little bit different genres and all that. Uh, looking at studios, some. Um, I'm gonna do a. Can I do a quick like half honorable mention to describe why I picked this real quick? Sure. All right. No. Sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I really wanted to do Disney, and I really wanted to do something that was classic, not modern Disney, because that's really what shaped me was essentially everything from about 60, 63 back. 
So Sword in the Stone, Lady and the Tramp, Fantasia, 101 Dalmatians, Dumbo, Bambi, Cinderella, Pinocchio, Alice in Wonderland, Sleeping Beauty, Snow White, all of those that are so lost on our kids today. They feel a disconnect from them. Some of them are longer movies. They're very dark. They're all those fairy tale Disney stories. You know, you think back to uh, Cinderella, they're trying to get the, you know, the slipper on the foot. And in the actual story, people are cutting their toes off to try to fit in the slipper. It's bloody, it's gruesome, it's terrifying. And Disney is kind of taking that and changing it around and making it palatable for today's market. Uh, I think those movies are fantastic. And the truth is I could not pick one from that list. They, they all would have been four and a half, five stars. Uh, um, I love Alice in Wonderland. I love Bambi, Dumbo, Pinocchio. You know, they really all stand out in their own unique ways. Um, and so I w- just said, I can't do it. And everyone that has, especially that has, Disney Plus now needs to go watch all those movies um, and show your kids and spend that time. So we went to Pixar and I'm going to pick my favorite Pixar movie, which is really close next to Inst. But I'm going to go with 2004's Incredibles, which also to me is one of the best superhero movies ever, not just animated. I mean, it's, it is right up there with the original Superman, with uh, the ni- 80s, 90s Batman, with the Dark Knight. It is in the conversation of best superhero movies ever. It's done by one of my very favorite writers, directors, Brad Bird. Brad Bird was a early creator, writer, producer, director on The Simpsons. He helped shape that show, the voice, the style of it. <coughs> He then went on to do um, one of the Mission Impossible movies, Mission Impossible 4. He has scope that uh, most directors I don't think have. He sees something as big as it can be, and he doesn't say, let's pull back. He says, how big can it be? Can we do that? And what else can we do? He's a visionary director, um, and I can't wait to see what does more. Voice work in this is great. Craig T. Nelson, Sam Jackson, Jason Lee in a very like unrecognizable Jason Lee performance. Who does Craig yeah. T. Nelson voice? The dad. He's the lead character. Really? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, Holly Hunter. Uh, and then there's some voice actors uh, that are not uh, celebrity actor people. Um, it's really funny. It's really sweet. Um, this family is... Uh, essentially a family of superheroes the parents met in their younger days and were superheroes decided to kind of retire and have a family um and as time went on superheroes became less and less prevalent in culture um and they are living their lives happy with a family but missing the passion in their life they're missing what they were brought on this earth to do uh, they get into a little bit of trouble. They're moonlighting as superheroes again. Um, and as they kind of get them their family into some trouble, um, they start finding out that their kids have powers as well and figuring out how they can be useful. And superheroes become useful to culture again. And the world decides that we probably need these guys. There's going to be someone bad that shows up again, and we should probably embrace them as opposed to kind of keep them on the the edge of society. Um, There's so many really great scenes. 
I, but I just really can't talk enough about the direction. It's a really fun. It's really funny, but, uh, every scene, especially let's, uh, there's like the training killer robot circle thing, whatever. I forget <laughs> what it's actually called. So, the little metal. Yeah, I forget too. Those yeah. Are fantastic. And, and it's so good. And you actually feel afraid, um, for these people's lives. And it's, uh, especially for you guys that aren't super into animation, that's hard to do when it's animated, when it's, uh, just, uh, in, it's essentially an inanimate object, you know, you, to give these people life and build it in. Um, the animation style is again, like we talked about with cloudy and the chance of meatballs, they're humans, but they don't feel like super realistic. Um, it's that Pixar thing that they did going forward, but up to this point, they hadn't done really humans yet. It was all Toy Story and Cars, and it didn't feel like that. And even uh, some of the Disney stuff, uh, when they do humans, they're really human looking. And I think when you can take the, you can keep the humanity of the character, but you take away that they look like people, I think it works a little bit better that the humanity is not the surface, it's the inside. And so for all those reasons to give it, I'm going to give it five for sure. This this one, um, this one's only getting a four from me only because I, I did like, I do like it as a superhero movie. Um, but it isn't one of my favorite Pixar movies. Um, but I, I liked what you said. It's just bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. That's definitely how this movie gets. It starts out in their home in an insurance office, and it just gets bigger and bigger until like you're involved in the city and it's falling apart and all the things. Um, so I really liked it. Let's not talk about the second one. Um, my kids were even disappointed on the way home from the theater with the second Me too. one. Uh, but I'm going to give Incredibles, the first one, a four. And the mom is a badass no matter what you're talking about. Okay, moving on. Yep. And the daughter. Yes. But the mom's a badass. <laughs> <laughs> it, man, um, I'm glad you're here, Dex. Because uh, the passion you brought for this movie was awesome. I think it's a good movie. But, like, I have nothing else to say other than I give it a three. <laughs> I like this movie pretty well. Um, I remember when it came out. Uh, I actually did end up watching it. It's like one of the, I, I know it's weird. I've seen this movie, um, <laughs> I, but you know, it, I can't really remember the plot very well. I, it's not super memorable to me. I love Craig T. Nelson. I had no idea he voiced, uh, the, the dad. I think that's really cool. Um, I just can't see giving this movie any more than like a two. <laughs> yeah, <that's- laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I think, I mean, you know, I need to watch it again, obviously. If it's your favorite Pixar movie of all time, like, it obviously needs to be watched because you're not, you don't have bad tastes. <laughs> it is it so. is super close with Inside Out. Uh, and the truth yeah, is, like, Inside I, Out would have got a higher score from me, for sure, just so same. you know. I might have picked Inside Out, except for that it was featured on a previous episode, and I like to if I if I can bring something that hasn't been featured that I can talk to about it the exact same way that I could talk about the Incredibles, I should do the one that uh that's fun and new as well. So talk about the most we can is better for everybody. Taking the risk for the points, but no, I mean it's it's one of those ones. I mean, Incredibles is great, but I don't know. There's so many of those animated movies that like i'm glad that they exist because we they get played so often in my house yeah but but it's not like 
I'm ever like happy to like, it's like, it's one of those things I'm glad it's on. Cause I can sit down with the kids and not be annoyed, you yeah. know? And so like, and that's, that's good <laughs> enough for me that passes. So. <laughs> right. And so. Uh, all right. So we have a tie for fifth place. Uh, Coco and the Incredibles are coming in with 14 points. Uh, and then in fourth place, we got finding Nemo with 14.5 points. Uh, in third place, Robin Hood with 16.8 points. Second place, Jungle Book with 17 points. And in first place, the number one animated film uh, of all time is Aladdin with 18 points on the grayscale. Because it is. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think this list is pretty cool. But the, here's the thing. I, I'm seeing a lot of carryover from the Disney episode. Uh, I did not play. I only played one movie that I played from that. And... I think, let me see, Elizabeth, you only played one from that too. Yep. Yeah. So and I played one from that too. That's right. Aladdin. Yeah. There you go. So only three movies from that episode were played. So that's not too bad. Yeah. Um, so a lot of these are, are new animated films, but the funny thing is that the, the three we played from the Disney are here on this list as well. So uh, that just <laughs> means that Disney puts out good stuff, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's all that means. And apparently you can't play A Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, cannot believe I cannot believe I got a zero. I came pretty close to the point five though. I was, uh, I was <laughs> right, right behind there. Okay, but I'm looking at these scores, though, to see who came in first, second, third, fourth. In fourth place, with 38.5 points, is Chris. That's me. In third place, with 39 points, is Omar. That's me. (laughs) In second place, with 40 points, is Dax. You're only, Chris, you're only at 1.5 points away from Dax. Yeah. So that makes me feel It makes me feel great. But guys, I won. I won. Congratulations, Elizabeth. Very good job. 44.6 points. Good job. You are a queen. Queen B, even though you didn't like my B movie. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, that, that. I feel like if Dax had given me a fair score on Nightmare Before Christmas, I may could have won. Hey, I gave you the score you based on, based on uh, my appreciation of the movie. I scored everything uh, <laughs> the exact same scale. I can't believe you don't yeah. like the music. That's like the best part of that movie. Okay. So honorable mentions. <laughs> I'm going to start honorable, honorable mentions. Sure, with- you win. Take a winner's lap. Okay, so I didn't mention any of uh, uh, DreamWorks movies, and here's the thing: I, I just be, don't I like Chris, them as much. By the way. I beat Chris. Yes, you did. Uh, I just don't like them very much. Points. But my but my favorite DreamWorks movie is Home, which got such a low score the last time I tried to play this movie that I didn't even bring it up this time. Wait a minute, that point five points that Dax gave you for your movie. Made you beat me. Yes. Son of a Dex. bitch. Yes. <laughs> For the win. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Home. Yeah, so I didn't play it this time since no one had seen it at that point. Dax, have you seen Home? I have. Okay, so I, I that has to be on my honorable mentions because the dialogue with that alien is just hilarious. I absolutely loved it. Um, and yeah, there's so, so, so many other animated movies that I love, but Inside Out is is definitely one as well that should be mentioned which already has been so the end i'm not going to talk anymore about it um i'm gonna i'm gonna assume i'm the only other one with honorable mentions uh i have a couple okay i have none 
my my list was secure. Apparently, <laughs> I could have gone last. I think I've been still got my movies yeah. in. You you picked one that didn't even qualify. Oh <laughs> shit! Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I did not mention this. I'm oh. sorry. The Emperor's New Groove has to be mentioned. Because oh my god, that was was my favorite movie for years and years and years and years and years. David Spade, hilarious. Okay, the end. Go. Is that the one that I mistook for the Prince of Egypt? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I remembered that uh, that episode, and I, I remember uh, being really glad I wasn't on the episode because I didn't want to crush your dreams because I don't love that movie. Um, I'll go. I uh, w- I want to mention The Little Mermaid. I was yeah. a huge fan of that as a kid. Yep. I loved it. I can still sing all the songs. But not Splash. Can Go you for do it. that that thing that she does on the rock? Um, <gasps> not in my current world. state. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I love The Little Mermaid. Um, they don't allow that in Texas? No. <laughs> well, his, his hair's too short. My hair's too short and my <laughs> gut is too weighed down by gravity. Uh, DuckTales. The movie, uh, DuckTales, yeah, the movie, which which I mentioned in the Disney one. I fucking love that movie so much. I think it's so much fun. Um, and most people haven't seen it. Like whenever I ask them, hey, have you seen DuckTales, the movie? Like, well, no, I saw the TV show. Um, there's also a Chipmunks movie that was a cartoon yeah. Yeah. that was Rest- so much fun. They went around the world. It was like a race around the world. Oh, it was so much fun. It was. I was um, remembering this. So there yeah. was a there was a whole period of Disney where they were appealing to the rental community, and they were doing straight to video things that they hadn't been able to do before because there wasn't video releases. So those yeah. ones weren't a part of like the the Diamond Edition, the Gold Edition, all of that stuff with the re releases. But there was like that and the Three Musketeers. Uh, with Mickey Goofy Donald. There was a bunch of little ones that came out around that period that were, they're all really good. They're really fun, but they just weren't theatrical releases. Yeah. And, and they were using the characters, like Disney characters, like Goofy, Mickey, yeah. that kind of thing. More of the like TV featured stuff. The TV featured ones, yeah. Oh, that is interesting. I didn't, I forgot that there are, I guess, some honorable mentions. I would say like uh, American Tale or A Favel Goes West yeah. are, are some that like I could have maybe put on the list instead of B movie um, that like, you know, really had like an impact on me growing up. But um, other than that, like there's, there's not a lot. And I feel like, uh, you know, Dax is probably going to cover a couple. So I've got a, I got a couple, <laughs> I got a couple more. Um, there, there are so many Pixar ones that we could do an entire Pixar episode. They have so many really great things. They have a couple stinkers, but you know, we won't go into that because why beat, uh, beat someone down when you don't have to. Uh, uh, I was going to do the, uh, Simpsons movie because I grew up on the Simpsons. Uh, that was around the period of the switch over to digital. Um, the TV show was doing digital by that point, And then the movie was able to do that with a higher budget. And it honestly is a very beautiful movie. It is a very well shot. Uh, it feels big in a way that the show isn't able to be. It has, uh, an, another Albert Brooks cameo as another voice actor. Uh, there's just so many great little moments in it. Uh, my son loves the Simpsons movie. Uh, he loves the Simpsons. I saw it on midnight screening they did trivia to win a poster and i won the big like 
trivia double part question to win the poster and that poster is hanging above my son's bed and so i love that movie i was so excited when it came out uh and uh i would cite the simpsons as like huge influence to me and so when the movie came out is 07 i mean it's way late in the run but uh man it's so fun uh and then the other one i wanted to mention is probably the most modern one that i would put on this list um and i think that we're going to see a lot more that feel like this um it feels different than animation it doesn't feel like pixar it doesn't feel like disney and that's uh um spider-man into the spider-verse and i don't know if anybody's seen this movie interesting but yes it, it, we have. it is very is incredibly shot it's manic it's frantic uh, the there's almost a, a sort of actual anime style, like a uh, Japanese Korean animation style to it, where there are a lot of pan cuts flashed and it really works for uh, Spider-Man specifically, but I could see a lot more theatrical releases of superheroes coming out that way because it so works towards the comic book feel, but it's really beautiful. It's a real movie. It is not a, straight to dvd dc picture marvel whatever it's a it's a full movie it's got great acting in it it's really funny um and it's setting it actually is impactful because it set up the idea that you can have multiple different characters from the same universe in the movie together so into the spider-verse happens and because of that we're about to get dr strange in the multiverse of madness we're going to get the next spider-man movie that's got uh multiple different characters in it we're getting the flash movie that's going to have the michael keaton batman in it we're getting these great cool uh uh expanded universe movies within honestly the superhero thing that has kind of gotten a little stale and i think it's going to be really cool to see where superhero movies go but also who's going to take that style of animation from it and then bring it into a disney style movie a princess movie because it does glow in a way that uh some of the other animation movies don't so that one was really hard for me to not to pick i had that with cloudy and the chance of meatballs and i had south park with uh, Simpsons movie, and I just picked the ones that I thought were the uh, the way to go. I really hate that we can't talk for another hour about Disney movies because there are so many more in there. And uh, to piggyback on yours, uh, well, you the- and Elizabeth can do that in the bonus material. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But uh, uh, The Little Mermaid was huge. That movie, everybody saw it, and in theaters, it was so great. So uh, I yeah. just lo- I just love all of that stuff. It's where I got my affinity for the Jamaican accent uh, in song. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad to know where that came from because <laughs> otherwise it was really, I had a lot of questions. <laughs> Talking about the old movies that molded me uh, theme song. <laughs> I, I thought it was good. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm going through the list here of all the movies we've ever played on this show, and I've never played Coco. So I know we've talked about it. I, maybe yeah. it's an honorable mention at some point, but uh, I've never played it. That's weird. Yeah, it is weird. Playing. You did play anyway. Emperor's New Groove on the best, uh, the movies that molded you most or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I don't know how you all feel about the movie Shrek, uh, the first one, but I think that one's a lot of fun, and I think it's actually it's pretty good. Yeah. It's uh, Omar sure. quoted it earlier about onions having or ogres having layers ogres like onions. Yeah. Layers. I think the funniest part of that movie for me is John Lithgow. He's just so fucking funny. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Eddie Murphy's the donkey, so 
His name is yeah. Lord Farquaad. It's like fuckwad. Yeah. They're literally yep. saying yeah. fuckwad. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that was the most like adult animated movie that everybody, yeah. all, all, all Omar's talking about, at least I could sit down and watch this with my kids. That was the ultimate for that at the time was <laughs> I can watch yeah. Shrek with my kids and it's not the worst until the sing along at the end. And then it was like, I got to leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what year did Shrek come out? Because I feel like that was one that like actually kind of got into whenever it first came out, and like you get, you get exactly the sing along at the end. Like I mean, come on, like the uh, around two, around two thousand, two thousand one, somewhere in there. I mean, I remember that just maybe I, earlier. I think like if somebody would have played that, I really, I really enjoyed that one. I mean, maybe I should have played it because uh, I remember like the Gingerbread Man. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah, eat me. Tell me where, Not my gumdrop buttons. (laughs) But yeah, so it's been a lot of fun. Um, Like I said, it's not my favorite genre. I'm glad I stick to my list. I beat Chris. I'm happy. (laughs) Point five points. Until until next time, I'll take that point five. Until next time, Elizabeth, congratulations. Um, Thank you. And we'll we'll see you on the flip side. Flip flip. Bye. Flip it flip.